Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I went to the Oakland website and found that Arkansas right now is a uh, it's plus sixteen hundred, sixteen to one to win the national championship. Uh, David, they do not have anything listed right now for Final Four. I think that comes later in the year, and it may even come once the bracket is set, and that gives everybody, a, uh, you know, the the odds makers a chance to look at who's in each bracket. But right now, the only thing I see on their website is uh, Arkansas plus sixteen hundred. And so, DK, that would mean for you know our bet something around fifteen to one, sixteen to one is what I'm looking like. You know, I'll bet you ten that they win a national championship. And if they it. don't, I'll give you 10 bucks. If they do win it, you need to give me 150, 160. Get your bets in there before Coach Z lays his big money on it. Because <laughs> odds will odds will get all messed up when he when he when he lays it. He's you know he, he's you're saying game. there's about a bunch of people about to head to Oakland and yeah. lay some money on Arkansas. Coach Z probably probably got his bookie on on hold right now to <laughs> to to get it done. So you better get it in before before he gets off this segment because the odds are going to drop once he lays that. Big wad of cash he's got up there. Let's bring him in. Matt Zimmerman <laughs> on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, welcome in. How are you? Oh, doing great. Good to be on with y'all. Hey, I just need some of that Joe Klein money. <laughs> I just need number, yeah, need good number 53 for the Boston yeah. Celtics. I need some of that money. Get in and line. He's got, <laughs> got NBA pension money laying around. Yeah, you know? right out, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I sleep on stacks of hundreds. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the greatest thing ever, man. I got so much money, I don't know what to do with it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Did y'all get to watch the game yesterday? Did, yeah. I was, was slinging barbecue, Coach. I didn't get a chance oh, to. He was working. Yeah. He was working. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing. Yep. Well, it was a good game. It was entertaining for sure. No doubt. This is an entertaining team. That's one of the things that I took away, the, the athleticism and the length, obviously. But it was fun. They're fun to watch, and I know a lot of it has to do with the competition. But uh, what were your takeaways? Well, I think right now with all these crazy athletes, so long, so athletic, high energy, that they're really good in transition. It was just like layup, layup, dunk, attack. And again, you know, the opponent wasn't 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 a, wasn't a great opponent, so it was a little bit hard to judge. But you can still see guys when you got Brazil jumping from 13 feet, 14 feet out, dunking the basketball. When you got Nick Smith throwing a lob to Ricky Council, mm. and Ricky's got to catch it off his right shoulder, basically. And then as he's flying through the air, he takes it from his right shoulder all the way way above the rim and dunks it. You can see great transition basketball. And the only negative really was. All of a sudden, Joe, these guys went to a 2-3 zone in the second quarter. Hogs scored 35 points in the first quarter, just burying them. They're on pace to score 140 points. And then this team went to kind of a stand-around 2-3 zone. And, like, I think about the first six or seven possessions against the zone, we may have scored one time. And that was a uh, – I think that was a Walsh three-pointer from the corner. And kind of struggled against the zone. And then in the second half, did way better against the zone. Kind of figured out that, hey – we can just kind of throw it up there and let's just all fly to the glass and go get it. And then they were really effective against the zone in the second half. But they'll probably see some zone defense this year. So that, that's, a, that's that's the one thing they'll have to kind of sharpen their, their tools on. But I know Coach, you know, said they gambled a lot. But it was just one of those games where you, you wanted to gamble. You wanted to get out because that <laughs> team was so frustrated against the pressure that you wanted guys gambling. You wanted them flying in those passing lanes. And it was – I mean, it looked like Daryl Walker, Alvin Robertson getting passing lanes and getting steals and going down dunking the basketball. So it was a fun game. And, uh, you know, 
Valencia is a pretty good sized place, but most of those players were local, and a lot of them have been involved with that club there. And uh, they probably just got some other guys from the area that may not necessarily play with them all the time. And so that you know, out of the four games, that that might be the one that will be maybe the most overmatched team. But you'll see. You know, you never know over there. You might run into somebody else that's not very good. But I think with the Barcelona playing there, they'll they'll probably play a little bit better team tomorrow. Hey, coach, that we we always. We always talk about. Uh, well, you always hear Coach Moss talk about. You know, my rotation. My rotation yeah. is eight people. My rotation is eight people. And and I've always yeah. said, a coach says he has he plays, you know, seven or eight people because that's all he feels like he has. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's, and right. uh, and I and I I can see, you know, I just I think there's a lot of talent here. I think there's a lot of unselfishness. And again, it's early. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think that I mean I think you're going to be looking at a at a, a a much different something we haven't seen from Coach Muss as far as the number of players who play. 100 percent agree mm. with you. I think you hit it right there, exactly right. I think even by the time we're in the you know about mid January is when he usually finally gets the rotation he's happy with set. And even last year I thought it could be a nine ten guys. But, you know, kind of he always is in that seven-man, eight-man rotation. This year, I think it will be more. Now, how about this, Joe? I think it could be like a ten-man rotation. But let me let me say this to it. I think there will be games that he plays eight still. That's, that's what he's going to do. But I could see some scenarios where, like, a Saturday home game against Mississippi State or Ole Miss and the place is rocking and you're playing pretty well that, you know, Barry Dunning, you know, might play – 15 minutes and play very well, and then the next game's on the road at A&M or, or somewhere else, and, and maybe he doesn't play, or maybe he plays. Yeah, I'm just using his example. That could be that could be Darian Ford, that could be Pinion, that could be one of the Mitchells. You know, there's a there's a lot of people that maybe will get to play a game where they get you know 12, 15 minutes. Next game, but they may not. And a lot of that will maybe depend on rotation, the game itself, and what's going on. But you're right, he's got more. He's got a lot of guys. Now, is he going to play all 13 scholarship guys? No, not not in a close game. But I do think there's games that he'll play nine and ten guys, even in a, in a pretty close game. But uh, I think if you're if you're in, in the on that team right now, you got to be thinking. You know, you don't have to necessarily be worried. I got to be in the top seven or eight. And there's some guys that don't have to worry about that. Nick Smith and Anthony Black. Those guys don't have to worry about that. But for the other guys, they need to be. They at least need to be in that top ten. They have to be three or four scholarship guys out to get minutes and, and everybody wants to play you know that's part of it that's that's just human nature well hopefully it'll uh, make for some really good practices Ooh. because i mean oh. you, you know better well, than Joe, anybody when you got yeah. when you got a loaded team and there's competition every day that sharpens the edge because you're coming yeah. in you're coming in every day and you know you better you better you better bring it or you're, you're, yeah. you're going to get exposed yeah you're, you're right and and uh I've been going up there all summer. I'm not there every day, but I'm there quite a bit. And during the two weeks before they left, I think I was there seven of the ten practices. And it gets they, they go so hard. Now, there's not a ton of scrimmaging. We know that, right? There's a little bit. I think he did a little more scrimmaging this year than he has in the past. But it probably had to with 11 new new, new scholarship guys. But they, they go so hard. And that starts with Nick. And, you know, I still haven't ever seen a kid – from from Little Rock or really from the state that comes up here and dogs it and, and don't play hard. And he comes out and he, he plays like like he's the last guy on the roster. He's going like he's a walk-on and he has to prove himself. 
and and you can't beat that. And he that's 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 not me just blowing it. That that's I'm watching that. I can't, the other day he was out with that finger injury. He's on the side working his tail off. So he's going through stuff with the strength coach. He's going full speed. Everybody else is practicing. The other fourteen players. Coach gets a little upset at him. Puts the team on the baseline to run him. And he sprints to over there from the other end where he was at. Sprints to the baseline. No one tells him to. No coach hollered at him. And they ran the sprints. And he won all the sprints. About three of them. And then. They got back in the drills. He went back over to the side basket to do his to do his workout with the strength coach. And man, when your best player is doing that, that that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's what pros do. You know, yeah, it's incredible. That's, that's it really what, is. That's, yeah. so, that's good to hear. Yeah. Matt Zimmerman yeah. with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage mm-hmm. Hotline. Uh, I noticed a couple of times uh, because the camera angle was wide that. You'd see Devo on the bench, and you'd have a couple coaches standing and Devo standing, and he's yelling and pointing. And uh, I, I mean, I was I, that made me happy to see that he yeah. is he is another coach right now. Well, see, he really is, and he he seems to be more vocal. He's always been a little bit vocal, even as a freshman, but he's, he seems more vocal now. And I think he sees these young guys, and he's looking around, and there's no Jalen Williams, and there's no JD Note, and there's really nobody older than him. A couple of you know, a couple of guys are about his age that have transferred in, but he's the only guy that's been in the program three years, and uh, Kamani's the only guy that's been in the program for two years. You know, so hmm. Devo is the elder statesman on this team, and and you can see that leadership growing within him, and he's trying to lead by example, and he's also being pretty vocal in, in what he's what he's doing with the guys. So that that is a, a big thing, and yeah, there's a you know, it's a, it's not a small staff. There's a lot of voices. But it sure is good when those players can hear the voice of, of, of another player who's been through it and played in big games and been through the league. They're, they're going to respect that to Steven a little bit more. Did anyone surprise you yesterday? Mm, not, no, not really. Um, Graham a little bit mm-hmm. because he is, you know, in practice, he's kind of been uh, been okay, but he's not been like, you know, you had not looked at him and said, hey, that's a second-team all-pack 12 guy. You know, and he's kind of had to battle and fight. And he was pretty good at times. He had a couple, you know, where he probably liked to have him back. But, he, you know, you kind of saw some flashes of him, what he can do. And uh, definitely not with Kamani. I love to see that out of Kamani. He's a guy that a lot of people, you know, wonder, hey, is he going to be in there? Is he going to be in this rotation? Man, Kamani's had too many good games on Saturdays in Bud Walton Arena where he's been flying around and taking charges and the arena's going nuts because of his effort plays. That I don't think they're going to be able to hold him out, you know. And the Mitchells are big, you know, so they're they're going to get a lot of minutes. There's there's much more competition out of those forward centers than there than there has been. You know, last year we didn't have that kind of competition among the bigs. Um, but as far as your question, I, I was pleasantly surprised that Jalen Graham, I, you know, um, a little bit surprised that, uh, you know, that uh, I thought Brazil. And he's been showing it in, in, in practice, but I was still surprised. I mean, he, you know, he don't miss a shot. He just he just looks so confident. He looks like a guy that's been on these great teams and knows how to win. And, you know, a Springfield Kickapoo kid, great kid. And, you know, he came from maybe the, one of the worst teams in our league. And, uh, you know, we beat them by 40-something in, in Bud Walton. And he, and he played pretty good. Then we go to Mizzou, and he played not very good, and we blew him out again. And for a guy that was on a losing program that really, they just didn't, they kind of, that the whole team kind of let go of the rope, it seems like, the last six weeks of the year, that kid's come in and 
almost dominated in practice with how good he's been. And so and that's not a slight against his coaches or people in Mizzou. You just look at the facts. They weren't been very good. But he, he's coming out like, like he thinks he's one of the best players in the country. And he's playing that. Well, he's blocking shots everywhere in practice and also in Spain. He's trying to block everything. Just a tremendous athlete. He's a lot like Daniel Gafford. He's not quite as strong, but he shoots it way better than Daniel. He can step out, shoot threes. He can put it on the floor a little bit. He's much more skilled than Daniel, but he, boy, he's a, he's a big-time athlete. Yeah, we were talking about him earlier. And I, he's my second. I mean, we look, our question of the day, we're having fun. It's way too early, but after one game, yeah. one exhibition game, Coach, yeah. how many players do you see taken in the NBA draft next season? Joe would know that one much better. I said eight. I said eight, Coach. <laughs> eight, Ranger. <Rangers? laughs> hey, I'm as big a homer as there ever will be. We will not have eight drafts. We will not. Hey, that's almost refreshing for me, Joe, that I can actually say something that's not considered crazy positive. We will not have eight drafts. It might be seven. <laughs> Man, I don't know. All three of those, you know, uh, you know, Jordan's going to be really good. He's such a great – I'd love to see him here two years. Love that. Don't know if we can get that. You know, uh, Nick Smith, uh, golly. I mean, he, him going to his left is beautiful. And he, he, he looks like guys Joe spent his career playing with. He goes to that left. He can go all the way to the hoop. But most of the time he's going to pull up, and it's just a thing of beauty. And if he's going to the right, most of the time he's going to go to the basket. And – you know, he can shoot the ball. He showed that. He's, he's shown that all summer. He can shoot the ball. He shot it good yesterday. I love that play where he's dribbling down the right side of the floor. And one of their guys was trying to, you know, in Europe, they try to have a little gamesmanship. They kind of get a little physical with you. This guy was no match uh, athletically for Nick. But he was actually kind of hanging in there with Nick. And Nick was driving right. And they kind of collide. And the guy was trying to get in position to maybe get a push off or to be able to take the charge. And he went flying. And Nick regrouped, stepped back to his left. He's going right, comes back to his left after this guy goes flying and drills that shot. And this is after contact. And he drills the most beautiful three. Um, you know, I'm a history guy, and that gets me in trouble. And But, I mean, Nick Smith would come here and say four years, I think he'd be the greatest Razorback basketball player of all time. Now, he's not going to be here four years, so, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But if Nick Smith would just put his Razorback uniform on stay for four, I don't know if we've ever had a better player. I mean, you got Joe Matt Sidney, Corliss, Lee Mayberry, Todd Day, Ron Brewer, Joe Klein, Alvin Robertson, Darrell Walker, Joe Johnson. Now, he stays one or two years, he's in the category of a lot of guys. They don't know what this team does, right? And I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just saying that no. if a kid comes here and stays four years, he'd be the greatest ever fought here. No, and I, uh, he's, I he's that good. You. I agree with you. He's, he's now, special. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. If you're here one year, and you know, and you you have a great year, and you, you know, and you get maybe you make the final four, maybe you get in the final eight, and you got to argue if it's the greatest player because you're going against a lot of guys that won three and four conference championships and went to multiple final fours, and you know, I like the, I like that kind of conversation. It was fun, you know. People get fired up about it. I get fired up about it, you know. But but he's so good, and uh, he's going to be. It's let's enjoy him forever day we have him this year, and then uh, and then hopefully a miracle happens and he comes back. <laughs> While you're talking history, when you look at the, the athleticism and the potential of this team, and I know it's early, but, I mean, we had talks this morning. I mean, there, there were great teams in the Razorback Pass, but yeah. when you look at athleticism, this, this team is there with them. 
Yeah, you know, some of Joe's teams. I mean, you know, Daryl Walker, Alvin Robertson. Ricky, there were some very athletic yeah. Ricky teams. Norton. Leroy yeah, Sutton. Norton. Leroy was a heck yeah. of an athlete. Excellent athlete, you know. They had to Tony be because they had to off, offset me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you were one of the best post players in the country. I mean, those teams were really good athletes. To me, Joe could correct me if I'm wrong because I was a younger kid. But they, I thought those were very athletic teams. And, you know, also – you know the the, the triplets. The, you know they more they 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 out basketball you. They were very good. They they knew how to play. They were tough, but they were very you know they were very skilled in the way they played and how Coach Sutton ran them. And then Mayberry and Dan them those, yeah. those were good athletic yeah, yeah. teams as well. And they got up and down the floor a lot and they played pretty athletic. But these guys are so big. You know these are six eight six nine. Anthony Black. And, and I'm looking at him in practice the other day. He's got these pretty good-sized legs, you know, and he's a point guard. And he's, he is, he's big. And, of course, you put that big eight inches of hair on top of his head, he looks like he's seven foot out there running the point, <laughs> you know. Hey, and one thing I like about him, and what I saw yesterday, like he'll, when someone comes open, bam, he hits them with it, Joe. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, 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 he's not quite as much dribble, 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 dribble. Now, he'll do that. And some of that's going to be in the offense when we're coming off ball screens. There's going to be a lot of triples. But yesterday, there was a lot of bang, 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 bang. And I was in practice. You could see there's because he's not just a I'm going to dribble all the time point guard, and and he's going to pass it. And I think that ball movement's going to help this team. That was one of the things I was impressed with yesterday, Coach, was the, the unselfishness. You know, in a game like that, which resembles the pickup game at times, it's easy just to 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 just kind of be a ball hog. And they weren't doing that yesterday. No, they weren't. You know, at one point, Joseph Pinion gets out on a break. He was one of the few. I mean, he hadn't played bad. He started the game. And he he, he he had not scored, though. And he gets out on a break, and the defender was kind of just a few feet back on his left shoulder. But Joseph, could have, he was bigger than him. He could go to the basket. He was at least going to get fouled. Instead, he drops that behind-the-back pass to a teammate sprinting down the floor for an easy basket dunk. And just unselfish, you know, and. Now it's early. It's kind of an all-star game, unselfishness. You know, I want to pass. I'm going to show that I can be an unselfish player. But that that's a good sign for this mm-hmm. team. And it starts with Nick and Anthony because those guys pass the basketball. They don't hold on to it. They're unselfish. I, I was super impressed with Black, how, how he did that, how he, how he don't hold on to that ball. He just looked like he's trying to set guys up. Coach, how did the broadcast go uh, technically for you guys? Well, you know, there was it was pretty good. And you know what? Uh, Guys, there were such low expectations that it's like people didn't even think we'd be able to get on. I've never done anything with low sports. They've been great to deal with. Now, they have a bad reputation with Arkansas fans because of baseball issues. But I learned this. Baseball's, real, baseball's not easy to do. That ball's flying different places. You don't know where it's going to go. Basketball, boom, controlled on that court. And low sports sent two people over there. They had two cameras. Now, we don't have a replay, but we, we got on the air no problem. We were, we were clear. You can watch the game. I think uh, it surprised a lot of people. Uh, we had a good connection. We had no problems. And here's the deal. Joe, you know this. And this isn't anything against the people you work for. But CBS could have done the game. They decided they, they didn't do it. NBC could have done it. ESPN could have done it. SEC Network could have done it. None of them did it. ESPNU could be over there. Didn't do it. No one w- wanted to do it. So we don't have – the school doesn't have a – contract that they have to do flow sports no it could have been the sec but they didn't do it and so flow sports said oh 
will definitely go. Now, obviously, you know, they're trying to make money on it, but they're also, it's the best that we have. There's nobody else over there that sent camera crews to record the game. And so that's how I look at it. You don't have to subscribe. And uh, I still think it's, it's a pretty good deal. It's $30. You, you can cut your subscription off as soon as the last game's over. It doesn't cost you any more to cancel it. You get four games for 30 bucks. Now you get three games for 30 bucks. So um, it's a pretty good deal. And, again, no one else chose to uh, – I had people, when they announced it, people were firing at me like, we've done something wrong. And I'm like, hey, this is just who – this is, this is just who's sending somebody over there, you know? And they got bodies on the ground in, in, in Europe. Well, and these but, guys are from Austin, Texas. So, you know, no. they're not – it's not like they have camera crews just sitting in Valencia, Spain. They don't. They <laughs> flew people over there to cover the Razorbacks. Well, by watching what's a lot of the programming on right now on the SEC Network, they need to have they somebody over there. They should have. They should have. ESPNU, too. They need, they need to get somebody over there, too, because – I think I was watching the other day some some uh, guy on a pogo stick or something in a in a in a dog show. I saw something. that. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible the stuff that's on right now, and you know everyone's dying for football for sure to kind of get things back normalized. But yeah, it's really interesting and kind of what the SEC network's been doing. Joe would notice better. About every year they're kind of picking a team. Auburn going to Israel. They do Kentucky a lot when they go on there. Once ever, you can make one of these trips once every four years, and so they've uh, they usually have a team that they'll follow some of those games, but it just happened to be not the Hogs this year. And so, you know, both sports it is. Coach, good job. Thank you. It was a pleasure as always. Okay, guys. See you, Z. Appreciate it. Sounds good. All right, all right. Thanks, Wes. Thanks, Joe. Matt Zimmerman on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.